This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Parshas Lech Lecha This parsha we are introduced to Avram Avinu. Now even though last week's parsha Avram Avinu was born, but this is the parsha Parshas Lech Lecha, where we learn really about Avram and how Avram gets close to Hashem. And Hashem tests Avram to give Avram the opportunity to become greater and to become closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, if we were to analyze and discuss Avram Vinu's traits, he was so great. But if I were to ask you, which trait did Avram Vinu personify? Which trait did he show the most interest in and was he so perfect in? And we say Avram Vinu, that's the trait we think of. That's right, Achnas Azarchim. Avram Vinu was very, very careful with Achnas Azarchim. Avram Vinu, we know, Chazal tell us he had the tent and it was four doors, and anyone who was traveling was able to come. We have to understand why of all Midas did, Hashem, did Avram Vinu choose, Achnas Azarchim. He could personify just diving to Hashem, or helping people with uh, medical illness, or different things. Why Achnas Azarchim? Why feeding people? And Chazal tell us that Avram Vinu met Shem, Shem ben Nayach. And he asked him, he says, Shame, I always wondered. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. After it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, I'm assuming everybody out of the Teva was dead. Why then did the waters have to continue to rise for another 150 days? And after that, it's 190 days now, you have to stay in the Teva another half a year. Altogether, you're in the Teva for a year and 10 days. Why? What was the purpose? of staying there so long. Everyone outside the table was dead already, probably after a day or two. And Shem said, let me tell you what my father may have told me, told us. He said, because Baruch was saying that he's destroying the world. And now, we are going to be the ones who are going to rebuild the world. We are going to be the progenitors of all the future generations. And because Baruch created the world with chesed. Oyelam chesed yibaneh. The foundation of the world is chesed. And Kodesh Baruch Hu said that we who are going to be the parents of all the generations that are going to come out, we have to be perfect in chesed. And therefore, you're right, the whole novel could have lasted a day or two or three. By that time, everybody would be dead. The whole rest of the year, the purpose of the novel was for us inside the Teva, not anymore for those outside the Teva. Because while we were inside the Teva, all day and all night, we were busy feeding the animals. We didn't have a moment of rest. Every single moment of the day and every single moment of the night, all the animals need to be fed. We were doing Kodesh Baruch Hu's work inside the Teva. And it took a year to implant in us, to inculcate in us, this Midah of Chesed, of giving and giving and giving, and expecting nothing in return. What are we going to get for the animals? We're just feeding and feeding and feeding them. And after a year, when we finally got the Amida, Hashem said we can leave the table. Avraham Avinu heard this and he was amazed. And he said to himself, wow, if this is so important to feed animals because they're Hashem's creations, and Eilam Chesed Yibana, how much more valuable it must be to feed people. To feed people, give people food must be a much higher level. And therefore, Avraham Avinu opened up 
his hotel, his Eishel, to feed everybody and to give them food. And of course, once he satisfied their gashvis need, their food, only then did he start to teach them about the Rabbi Yisraelim, when they would say, how much money do I owe? And he would give them the large amount. And then he, they would say, well, you can thank Hashem, and they would figure out who Hashem is, they would teach him who Hashem is. Rishayla Kirastir, a well-known tzaddik for Kirastir, who lived many years ago, but there's still some people alive today who knew him as little kids. At one time, he was getting married. It was his uh, Davis Hasna of Shalak Yerstir's Davis Hasna. And the Kala was sitting by her chair. And the Chasna came in to do the Bedekin. And after he puts the Bedekin on, he starts to speak to her. He said, I want to tell you a little short story. He says, You know, there's a fellow who was visiting Shemayim. Sadik down here, he went to Shemayim. And he had permission to watch what was going on. And he hears all of a sudden, make room, make room, the big tzaddik is coming. They see, they accompany this neshama of a big tzaddik. And together with him comes all these swarm that he would learn. And they start to pile it onto the scale, and the scale starts to weigh heavier and heavier and heavier on the mitzvah side. But all these swarm, then they brought in a few averis, who doesn't do any averis, they put in a few averis, but it was completely lopsided. Many, many more mitzvahs and swarm on the mitzvah side, and, and few Averis on the Averis side. And Dezen right away is about to Paskin, such a tzaddik goes straight to Ganeidim. And all of a sudden, Amal comes running, says, one second, one second. And he takes a deep breath, and he blows on the swarm. And all the swarms start to fly off. And then they look, they're left with just a few swarm, and the scale went all the way, and they said, he has to go to Ganeidim. He says, well, what's this? What's going on? And they said, only the tire that you learn Lishma, that counts. The other tire you didn't learn Lishma, doesn't really count for much. And they took him away. The fellow up there watching got nervous. Wow, that's pretty strict. How can you learn to only tire Lishma? Well, all of a sudden, they said, make room, make room, another Nishama is coming. Okay, and he watches the Nishama come in. And they start to put a few mitzvahs on the scale. Then they start to put a verse on the other side. And as they're putting it on, the scale starts to go down more towards the verse side. And before Bezin can pass in anything, all of a sudden some malachim start to come in and they start putting loaves of bread onto the scale, onto the mitzvah side. Loaf after loaf after loaf of bread. And now the scale completely lopsided on the mitzvah side. And they said, this person goes straight to Ganadin. So this fellow turns to Amalekh and says, what's going on? What's all this bread? He says, oh, this person was an innkeeper. And people would come to his hotel and he would feed them. If you had money, you would pay. But if you didn't have money, as many people didn't have, he would give them the food for free, food and drink for free. And therefore, he's going to get in. So Shiloh Kirstir turned to his kala, who was about to get married to and he said, my dear Kala, we're about to get married. If we want to build a Mikdash Ma'at, we want to build a house like the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, we have to make sure bread. Everybody needs bread. Bread, bread, and bread. Everyone needs food. We have to make sure we give people food. Because only once we take care of people's Gashmias could we then begin to think of their Ruchmias. Not the other way around. 
take care of the Ruchnias and let someone else worry about the Gashmias. But rather, we have to take care of the Gashmias, and only then can we be concerned about the Ruchnias. And that's a lesson we learn from Avram Avinu. When you look at someone, before you go and you worry about his Ruchnias, make sure that his Gashmias is taken care of. Because the Ruchnias could be questioned. Your tire is it Lishma is it not Lishma? When you give somebody a piece of bread to eat, he ate that bread and he was satisfied. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.